Welcome, welcome, welcome to the moment of the 20th of August 2018 from Egypt on the Red Sea at 35 minutes after midnight. Now, I normally do GMT, take it on board that that's just an hour later, but it's not about the moment that I tell you where the planets are because I will tell you how fast they move and none of them a lot move quickly but it's more about me being in the moment as I um, interpret or feel the vibration that I am sensitive to when I see where the planets are right this minute and that's why it's so important for me to mention that to you. Yes, hello, I'm your host, Chapeau Claudette, a.k.a. Claudette, because I love clouds and looking up. And today for this week, this um, segment is called Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. For the 13 sign astronomy report, let's start with the moon, which is our satellite that closest to us. And because it is in the 13th constellation of Fucus at 7 degrees. And this is um, a time where I always have said that it's great to really take the position as the observer and know that um, yesterday, uh, to be exact, kind of 14 hours ago, for just three, three hours, that's not correct, sorry, 614 so I didn't want to repeat for it, it says 12 about 12 um 12 a day ago for 12 hours the moon transited the very small constellation space of our ecliptic of Scorpio and before that Libra Libra but this is the days these are the days where the moon changes sign quite quickly because um, the constellation spaces aren't that big. Libra, also known as Libra, is just 23 degrees. Scorpio is only 6 to 7, and Aphucus is 18. So it's a very tight um, time for the moon, which is the most sensitive energy that we have, that we vibrate with, is passing through this sign. So, And it's good when it's on a weekend. Maybe you can catch up with it. Maybe I feel sometimes it moves so fast, I don't really pause to notice it but that is the practice is really to pause notice and look up but right now what you can do before the moon goes over the galactic center which is also a very exciting point and that will be in a day meaning on the 21st um what what are you kind of sensing? I mean, what, what normally happens is that the moon is like the feeling thing. So if you started your weekend with looking like philosophically or kind of in non-tangible ways to find a balance about your emotions, and then maybe you went into, that would be Libra, and then you went into more intense or Scorpio and emotional thinking about things that have to do with your emotion. And then finally, Today, you kind of just thought, whatever, <laughs> um, I've done all I can do, and now I'm just going to wait and see. Um, this is kind of 
this is how you can relate to your moods changing. Because sometimes, a lot of times, I feel we sit with something for quite a while where I feel when the moon is going through these smaller constellation spaces, you don't sit with things quite a while. And it's quite good because you can jump to one one idea to the next or one way of feeling about something to the next. And that can help you. It's kind of like being your own uh, debate <laughs> uh, kind of... Um, interpret interpreter or consciousness talking to yourself about things and looking at it from different angles so i went on on a tangent with that okay we're just talking about where the heavenly bodies are but it is important and i should give you a heads up when the moon is there again but it'll be in another 28 days so you get to practice that as well you get to practice um what it's like when the moon is in particular signs every 28 days and you can't say that for other um, heavenly bodies next heavenly body boom is in Sagittarius if you can see the night sky you'll be so lucky Saturn is at six degrees it's retrograde so it's even coming back the um there's discrepancy exactly where the um galactic center is but just think you know two to four degrees and because it's such a strong point then you have to you know take on board that saturn is there and the moon is moving towards there and i have seen things change you know from one minute to the next with that saturn um with that uh galactic center point so um, yeah, I keep my eyes and ears open, and like I said, it'll be there in about 24 hours. Next, we have the heavenly body of Pluto, which is really a non-planet, but we don't really know what that is, but we do know that it affects people. We know now that it's at 22 degrees of Sagittarius, and it's also appearing to go backwards. And actually, when I use my Sky um, View app today, I could see actually that Pluto was in between Mars and Saturn and because Mars and Saturn are actually planets you can see with the naked eye and even better with a telescope of course um, this is really important because this concept of looking up and sky astrology is really taking over what you can see with your eyes and being conscious of that and even though you can't see Pluto because it's so far away it's supposedly not a planet I can see with my sky view app that it is put in the middle of that so which is interesting to notice like okay you've got Saturn supposedly the teacher you've got Pluto the kind of revolutionary and you've got Mars the doer the drive so on like bookend you've got the drive on one book in and you've got the disciplinary on the other book in and then you've got the revolutionary in the middle so you know how would that work out is an exchange of energy or just being aware that you've got these energies to tap into I find really inspiring and um, trying to connect with what does that mean for the world because you know I don't know you don't read my blog post maybe not it's aka cloud at, at IG Instagram is that you know I believe I convinced myself by 
um, the information that I've been collecting over the years is that it's so important for us to start looking collectively at our lives and not just looking down at, oh, what does my horoscope say? It's not just about you. And, you know, the worst thing globalization has brought is the fact that, you know, we see McDonald's everywhere. We see, you know, the same products everywhere. But also, you know, what do we see when we look up? What do people from all around the world see when they look up? And, um, that we see the same sky, not at the same time and not at the same exact point, but it's not like, you know, South Africa has a totally different, uh, you know, const group of constellations than we do. No, we all have that path and that vision of our, um, our night sky. And we have the sun and the moon that goes through its phases right in front of us. And this is for me, the movement towards looking up and believing that you have already this connection. As they say, we are stardust. So, you know, if you look up and are conscious and start to work out how these cycles work, it could find an entombment to your cycle. And that means that that is then internally or yet yeah, internally connected as a link to somebody else also looking to the sky. Yeah, so it's not like you have to look at each other or look at yourself to find the connection. You're both looking up at the sky, finding that connection in the sky, and then knowing that that connects you to the, you know, to us, to each other. And that's what I think is a more productive um, way of looking at this, especially at the beginning, because I don't, I shy away from um, what I call brainwashing or saying this is this and th that is that because we're all different. We all interact with things differently. We have a different makeup, of course. So that means we're just sensitive to certain things that some other people not might not be as sensitive to in certain parts of their life. So you can't just throw it all in. But what you can do is like make people aware, hey, you've got a lot of this energy or oh, this vibration. And did you know in the sky now that actually Mars is in that energy that you can connect with? That's what it's about. And, you know, there's this is I think this is a practice that can bring more harmony in the world. So that's my rant here. It's supposed to be where the heavenly bodies are. Probably because I need to plug my um, new podcast because that's where I should be talking about it. The Sky Astrologer. It's really where I have made the decision to say that um, I no longer use Vedic, Western, or sidereal calculations to do the natal chart. I think more focus should be made on what you can see in the sky. And if you want to join that conversation, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions that you have. And then I can keep this <laughs> segment just about where the planets are. So literally, I'm not going to explain anymore. I'm just going to go right through like I usually do and know that this is where the heavenly bodies are in the sky. If you want to know when your um, what your sky looked like and where the planets were on the moment or the day you were born, please, you know, feel free to go to the link in the bio and um, you'll see their opportunities to ask me things or also just to order that. It's not expensive, I think. Anyway, so let's go. We just 
went on a little thing about uh, Sagittarius. The interesting thing, though, is that um, the retrograde Mars is really important because it's coming to the end of the retrograde. It's been going through um, retrograde for about three months, and it's at 32 degrees of um, Sagittarius. So it's been moving backwards because actually it was at, you know, it was in the middle, well, not in the beginning of Capricorn, but now in its retrograde, it's just crossed over to Sagittarius, the end of Sagittarius. And it's been there before. That's what retrogrades are about because when it was going straight, it went over that point and then it goes retrograde, meaning it goes back over that point before it goes straight again. And so um, that's just a change of energy from Earth energy of Capricorn and now to um, the fire uh, energy of Sagittarius. And that's at 32 degrees. But it's just gone over there. So it's kind of like, you know, getting used to that. You know, I'm an observer here. That's my mission. And, you know, I'm just asking others to observe with me. Okay, we have also, I need to tell you if you're interested, the, um, and this is a very important part, like the node point, what Western astrologers call South Node and what um, Vedic astrologers call K2 is at five degrees, 50 arch minutes of Capricorn because that's the point where Mars was connecting with it and a lot of crazy things happened. Can't even go into that on this broadcast because so many crazy things happened. Okay, next is our slow, slow, slow moving Neptune. It's at 17 degrees of Aquarius. So boring because it was at 18 for ages. It's only at 17 now because it's decided to go retrograde because so many planets and heavenly bodies as we know them, as we call them, are retrograde. Most planets are retrograde. Ah, except for Jupiter, it's going straight. We're so happy about that. But let's go on to Chiron, which is this kind of comet asteroid thing. It's 9 degrees 39 of Pisces retrograde. And Uranus, which I know astronomically is in Aries, not Taurus, as a lot of people, you know, a lot of Western astrologers say. But it is at three, and this is interesting, it's at three degrees, 33 arch minutes of Aries retrograde. And it was there on a particular day a while ago. It moves really, really slow. And threes are a special number. And I find with my calculation here that I use that it is numerology on the money 100%. And I'm just blown away by that. That's another reason why I've decided to really just hone in on um, this astronomical calculation. Okay, next thing up is the North Node, a.k.a. Rahu. And it is at 7 degrees of Cancer and 30 arch minutes. And it's standing right next to today at this moment. Talk about moments if it hasn't passed because I've rambled on. That Mercury is stationary, meaning it's not going retrograde anymore. It doesn't appear to go retrograde anymore. It's just standing still because it's ready to go direct. Which means it's been going back right into um, Cancer. Because it was before it went retrograde, it was in Leo, and it's been going back into Cancer. But now it's gonna tomorrow. It's gonna start moving 
towards the sun, not away from the sun, which is a good thing. Um, and it's at 13 degrees of Cancer today. And the sun, our sun, is at 8 degrees of Leo. Happy birthday, Leos. If you're born, you know, April 16th. No, actually, it was the 8 degrees. Today is April 12th. That's another, see, that's another. I've got, you've got to get used to these new um, calculations, even I do. So if we're on the 20th now and the moon and the sun moves one degree a day, that means it started eight days ago. And that is the 12th of April where the sun is in Leo. And Leo has about 35 constellation um points of our ecliptic path, which means 35 degrees, another way of saying that. So it'll be there for um, about 27 more days. Um, next, we're going on quickly to Venus at 18 degrees of Virgo in the Earth Virgo. So I'm the only one there, which is quite interesting. And Jupiter is still in Libra because it was going retrograde and now it's going to be straight. And I'm quite happy about that because I'm a Libra, um, astronomically speaking. And those are all the heavenly bodies positions that we have time to look at. Of course, there's more, but we start with these ones that we are familiar with as a collective for many, many years. So I know this is a kind of, you know, crazy, um, kind of long and drawn out, but I haven't explained us. And because I'm entering, I mean, really something happened to me. Um, I might as well tell you that my mother passed on the 27th of July, which was the longest blood moon and then, you know, the lunar eclipse happened. So that was a solar eclipse. And then the lunar eclipse happened um, to kind of accumulate that just, um, you know, last week. And yes, my life has changed. And part of that change was, change was listening. Listening. And I've been doing some really incredible meditation, I have to say. And I've realized that, yes, we need, you know, not even just my philosophy. It's not about me. It is really to look up, to find our interconnectedness with each other. And I know it's like a weird thing, but it's, I, you know, it's like beam me up Scotty. So if two people were saying from Australia and somebody from, you know, Iceland was saying, beam me up Scotty. And they were looking at the sky at one point, like say one star, like Regulus that's coming up. That would be our point, their point of connection, which is our point of connection. So because we are connected, we know we can see this star from Iceland. We can see this star from Australia. Maybe not at the same time because I'm getting in my northern and western hemispheres. Um, because also... We can use the, the Sky View app because, of course, stars you cannot always see in the daytime. You can't see. You only see the day star because it's too bright. But there are stars shining in the daytime. And that's what's so great about having a star app and really connecting, knowing that stars just don't come out at night. They are always there supporting you and, you know, asking you to look up. So without any further 
rambling. <laughs> I'm going to leave you and wish you a fantastic week. I'm quite busy this week. Um, if you want to be in touch with me, please follow me um, on my aka Cloudette on Instagram where I'm going to do more stories to let you know more or less every day where the planets are moving because there's so much happening um, now and, you know, maybe because it's summer, people have time to kind of get into that before everybody goes back to um, the normal autumn schedule. Okay, that's me done for today. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to the 201 episode of the 13th Sign Sky Astronomy Report with your host, me, 